0: Join the big show Friday at the warehouse from 2 to 7 p.m. Price is so low, it'll blow
1: your mind. Boom! We're going with blood, sweat, and tears now. <laughs> Jimmy Eat World of blood, sweat, and tears.
0: You never know what Yacht's going to do. You just never know. He doesn't tell us, we just hear what we hear. He's doing his own thing. So, PK, yesterday you hit one of my favorite topics while I wasn't here. <laughs> How did that happen?
1: <laughs> uh, you're what led to donuts? that? Because uh, Riley Jensen, I had asked him, hey, I said, you want to come in? Because DJ has some personal stuff he's got to take care of. And he said he's really swamped. He's got professional responsibilities. And in earlier in the morning, one of the things he had with his young daughter was Daddy-Daughter Donut Day at school. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so that led to a on. discussion
0: on donuts, obviously, in my wheelhouse.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you like to have some fun, and he's a great guy to talk to. He knows sports, and he knows the psychological aspect of it because that's where his training is. And that, So we went through all that. Very good interview. Go listen to it at 1280thezone.com. And then I asked him uh, about his favorite donut, and I came down with, uh, what I have, uh, glazed uh, jelly or chocolate? yeah. Put it on Twitter, and of course, you could have the most interesting uh, <laughs> sports, sports broadcasting ever. take ever. And yeah, that's nice. But once you bring up something stupid, you get all sorts <laughs> of responses. It must have been 70, 80 responses.
0: One of them was mine. Chocolate people. I heard the Maple Bar discussion. I could walk right past a Maple Bar. It not bother me at all. Nope. <laughs> so you ain't in a, you, not so interested. Not, not interested. You're not going to get a cougar tail down at BYU. That's what mm, we're going to say. Not interested. Okay. Cougar Tails and Maple Bar? A gigantic, like, oversized one. Nope. Not doing it. For whatever reason, my dad was very into donuts. He had a couple of good donut shops, and so my, my love donuts goes to him, right? Yeah. And he used to love the bear claws. And I had some of those, and I'm like, yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that. Jelly feels good. I'd be right there for that. But chocolate is probably my first pick. DJPK, it's 97.5 at 1280 the zone, and it's time to bring in the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack. He is on the Smart Rain guest line. Utah will be in a drought next summer. Smart Rain knows the 2022 budget planning for most businesses is coming soon. Take advantage of their Save Now, Pay Later promotion and do your part by saving water while saving money. Check out Best of State Award winner Smart Rain at smartrain.net. Let's get Bowler in for some donut talk.
2: Bowler, oh. how are you? Oh, donuts. Yeah, You guys, Elsie, in the Midwest, we call those caramel long johns. What? Yeah. What? What? I've never heard yeah. that. You never heard of a long john?
0: No. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like a, so a maple bar would be a caramel long john? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'd walk yeah. past that too then. <laughs> you can have mine, Bowler. Not my thing.
2: Uh, Let's see. I like the old fashioned. Yeah.
0: I'll fight you over that.
2: Yep. I'd go for that in a big time and if it's a good uh, apple fritter it has to be kind of done right you know uh, I'd go for an apple fritter old fashioned long john and uh, an apple fritter <laughs> long john
0: that's classic <laughs> alright let's, uh let's talk a little Utah jazz basketball I think there are uh Two questions in my mind, but other people probably have others. There's, there's two that jump out at me. One could not be answered because Rudy Gay can't go yet until he recovers from the heel surgery. How much he'll be used, how he'll be used, uh, in combination with which other players, how often will they go small, all those questions. We can just push down the road. We'll get to them later when he can play. Then the other thing is, man, Butler looks good. Who does he play with? How often does he play? Does he play when Conley is out? Does anyone else get minutes when Conley is out? How do those shift around? What is the immediate future for Butler in the Jazz rotation? I don't know that we have answers, but we can at least have semi-educated guesses, even if they're wrong. What's your semi-educated guess?
2: Well, the semi-educated guess would be that he would be in the second unit rotation at the moment. Trent Forrest, before the concussion on Monday night, uh, with battling Jared Butler for some of those minutes or those minutes as well. But with, uh, you know, Trent out under the NBA concussion protocol, I mean, the door opens for Jared Butler and he's taking advantage of and showing what really why he's an NCAA champion and let, uh, let the Baylor Bears to the title. I'm impressed. I mean, in the three games he's played, um, he's done about everything that you could imagine a rookie could do. I like the fact Last night, uh, he led Utah back uh, after trailing by eight down the stretch, and uh, the Jazz were able to, to rally back and grab a four-point win. And during that time, uh, Budenholzer really went with his starters most of the second half while the Jazz set uh, Mike and Donovan Rudy and Royce and Bogdanovich. So hats off to the younger, younger players uh, to, to really just refocus and bounce back and get a win last night uh, because it was their game in the second half.
1: So can we say that Jared Butler has demanded and earned playing time and that he must receive it?
2: Well, that's Quinn's Quinn's ultimate decision. But for my chair, I mean, I think what everyone has seen is that he's a talented guy. Hard to, You know what it does, PK, is he has worked hard enough to show – I think most of us or all of us that he deserves time. So um, the way he ran, I mean, the offense last night and just was able to stay cool and calm and do his thing and help the team. Uh, You know, we interviewed him after the game last night and, you know, he made it very clear that he he feels like he's earned the the right, um, I mean, 18 points and seven assists. He fouled out. I'm not mistaken, what was it, the last couple of minutes of the ball game. So Maceo Teague, his, his college uh, teammate, had to kind of take over and continue the, the quest of getting the win. But, you know, he averaged 19 points, nearly 19 points in the preseason in the three games. And, I mean, you guys saw what I saw. He seems to have play at his own pace. Uh, he made it very clear last night that he understands he has to continue to get his teammates involved. I thought he did a good job overall, um, and he's got a nice shot. Uh, he seems to again play with a chip on his shoulders. He told us uh, because of health concerns, he slipped down to forty in the draft, and the Jazz are right there to take him. And I uh, I've been impressed with the way he's played and what he and the way he's handled himself so far.
0: So if the Jazz stay healthy. The yep. rotation is largely set. We know who these guys are, with the exception of, you know, what will Butler be like in the regular season and how exactly does Rudy Gay fit. But we kind of have an idea in those. But if they do go through a series of injuries, which happens to multiple teams, there are other people that will need to be called on. Nobody's red-shirting here, as Jerry Sloan once said. Their check's clear on the 1st and 15th. <laughs> if... If circumstances demand it and they got to go way down the bench, is somebody like Hughes ready to contribute over the course of a week, a month, whatever situations you know dictate? We've heard a lot about kind of a lost year for guys, young guys uh, depending on their draft class, first, second year guys, who should be developing, and then COVID it was just odd with no G League to develop and fewer games and all that kind of stuff. And where is Hughes right now?
2: I think he's made a jump, but you make a great point. I think uh, Azubuki and Hughes and uh, and others lost a lot of, you know, a lot of playing time. Azubuki, of course, uh, had the ankle injury in the G League bubble and basically lost a year, uh, his rookie year. So, um, you know, I think he's still developing. The beauty of it is the Jazz have Hassan Whiteside who's slowly adapting to a new system, which gives – the opportunity to continue to develop, but that's, what, you know, that's the direction that Jazz feels best for him. I think Hughes has is, is proven a lot about size, shooting ability. Uh, there's another guy that's kind of jumped down at, and, and spurts, and Malik Fitz has that NBA look at 6'8", about 225, played at St. Mary's. Um, yeah, I think there's two or three players, and Trent Forrest is in that group as well, who played really well in the summer league. Uh, and in Vegas, uh, not only in Salt Lake, but in in Vegas as well. So I think depth is what the Jazz went after. I think they got it. Uh, I think there's a couple of intriguing young players there that could jump on the floor and help if needed. But you make a great point, D.J. It is about health. It's about health for the Lakers and the Suns and Chris Paul, who was healthy during that finals run last year. Can he stay healthy? Can Mike's hamstring, uh, you know, not flare up, as he, you know, said he's been doing yoga and hot Bikram, uh, all of the above, trying to change or strengthen his body as he gets older. But you saw what happened uh, with Donovan and Mike's problems in the second round, from first to second round, and you know everyone talks about. Well, what if? Well, you can't live in the past. I mean, I think the Jazz have gone, have already worked past that and are pushing ahead to make this a special year. And let's hope it happens. I mean, this is a special group, and they all talked about it the last few days about the window. Uh, You know, it does open for a while, and it's still open wide. Um, You know, there's a lot of talent there. And uh, if you can stay healthy, I think the Jazz will be right in the mix of it all.
1: People look towards the Lakers as being a contender A lot of star power, obviously older star power, and it's a team that is new because they're adding a bunch of pieces, and obviously Westbrook is a major one. So if them, not necessarily they're exclusively a competitor to the Jazz to get the best uh, seed in the West, I don't think so. I think the Suns are there, and we'll see about some other teams too down the road. It's a long season. But the point I'm making is you listen to LeBron, you listen to Westbrook, and they're talking about, hey, they're going to need some adjustment time. And I buy that completely because I don't think you can just get guys together, roll out the ball, and away you go. Now, from the Jazz perspective, how much do you think they can take advantage of the Lakers needing time because the Jazz, with the core returning, should be able to get off to a pretty good start?
2: Yeah, I totally agree with the analogies of um – the uh, the the old guys, right? Um, you know, PK. I think too. Their biggest issue is the transition of multiple players and different uh, different styles of play. Where's Westbrook and his leadership? I just don't know how that's going to work out. And does Anthony Davis buy into Westbrook? Uh, I don't know. It's going to be it's the storyline in the West, in my opinion, to start the season. And to your point, Utah's got to play a lot of road road games early, but um, teams that have and and Sloan used to talk about this too, and the likes of John and Carl and that core they had for such a long time, they usually got off to good starts and they pad their ability if they struggle or or you know have an injury or two uh, in the in those days. Uh, how the how you overcome it with depth and getting back to DJ's point, I think the Jazz have set themselves up with even Pascal showing his ability to to, to adjust, and actually has shown some three-point ability uh, in the preseason, which I didn't know if he had or not. Uh, But he understood. I remember he told us that he had to hit threes to fit into this this team. And so far, so good. But it's about the road. You know, the road is, is staring the Jazz right in the face, despite the fact they get a home opener against OKC. But, you know, you get one in Sacramento, then you go to Houston, Uh, who's on a total rebuild. Chicago has new faces. I'm looking then a a road game at Milwaukee. You come home for one, and then you go to Atlanta, Miami, Orlando. And then you start to really flatten out and get a ton of home games uh, throughout the month of November. So you get through that opener, and you get a couple of games above 500, and then you take advantage of the home crowd, which is the best in the NBA, according to the GM survey. And I can't argue that. That's where you have to take advantage, PK, of of the core, right? You you own your home floor, as the Jazz did most of last year, and then make a run and go. I mean, that's kind of the way it should be, and I think it will be.
0: So when we look around the West, you know, there's a lot of teams that could evolve, and we don't know what's going to happen, the trade deadline. But what about... And I know the Lakers are the storyline, but what about the other team in L.A.? They're the ones who knocked the Jazz out of the playoffs. Yeah. And Locke did tell us all during the year he thought about how good he thought the Clippers were. Now, ultimately, they didn't get to the finals either. But I think to his bigger point about how they match up with the Jazz, I don't, I don't think that's changed. I mean, you can say they're missing their star player Kawhi Leonard, but they're missing their star player Kawhi Leonard in games five and six when the cool. series was 2-2 and on the line, and they got the two wins they needed, and they sent the Jazz home. So... From the Jazz fan perspective, isn't this still about the Clippers until we see them get over that hurdle?
2: Well, you know, DJ, I think, too, for, for the fan base is that they see the changes that Justin Zanuck made in the offseason to, to be able to battle that type of small ball approach. And, you know, that's what I'm anxious to see is how it works out. You make a point earlier about Rudy Gay. I mean, there that's the question that I have is where is he at uh, – in his career, and how does he fit in the jazz scheme? Uh, he's gone through multiple walkthroughs, and I think he adjusts. You know, I think he'll make the adjustment. But you know, is he a combo defensive offensive uh, player? He has that ability, but he's also long and plays. Can still play some D, which is why the Jazz. You know, even Eric Paschal is the same thing. You know, he's a big body at 6'6", and two sixty five and can, can move better than I thought. So, you know, there's options. I don't think the Jazz had that many options last year, and I, I think it really sh- flared up and showed itself in that second-round series with the Clippers. Uh, can they compete with L.A.? They're good. Kawhi, I doubt we see him. I mean, even though they say it's a partial tear of the ACL, it's still an ACL. And with his star power, you don't rush anybody back. And we know his history, right, in San Antonio. So, um, yeah, there's every night, I, you made, you, you made the, the, uh, the comment about the Suns. They're good. They're really good. And if Chris Paul stays healthy, they're real, real good. If not, they just become kind of a, a dangerous team on some given nights. But Chris Paul was healthy throughout the year, which I didn't think he would be. Uh, but he got through the playoffs, which is a rarity. And Dallas is another team that kind of intrigues me. Just if Perzingis can stay healthy, which he's never been able to do, to compliment Doncic, who's an incredible, you know, incredible player, as we know. So, you know, there's there's multiple teams out there in the West They're in Portland. I don't know. You know what? If Portland doesn't make a move, you may see that Damian Lillard made may move, right, before the trade deadline. That'll be something to keep an eye on with the Blazers. But I still think the Jazz are are, are built now much better than they were just a short time ago and not a knock on George Niang or, or Derek favors but uh, if Hassan Whiteside can adjust they've got two of the you know the two of the best uh, or the best uh, rim protectors in the NBA so their defense stays solid hopefully Hassan uh, can find some offensive bounce at the rim and how about Rudy's uh 15foot jumper last night Wow I about fell out of my chair but I've seen him do it <laughs> in practice uh, seen him hit threes. So we'll see where, see, see where that takes us, right? So as you said, the storylines are lining up already. And the first one I think we do look at is that Laker team and can they coexist? Multiple personalities. Um, and, West, and to me, Russell Westbrook is the one that intrigues me the most. Can he actually? He didn't get along, uh, obviously, uh, in Houston. And, you know, Washington was a quick stop pit. Um, I just don't know how LeBron and AD will be able to handle him. We'll see. We'll see.
1: So you got a week off before they play. Do you know what their schedule is going
2: to be? Today's a day off, and I think they just start, you know, getting back and staying in shape, PK. I mean, I weeks, you know, you think about a couple of days is a good thing. A week off uh, is, is longer than you think at times, especially when you keep your body in shape and NBA ready. But I think Quinn's got a plan again, uh, sometimes the day is, you know, take what you need, meaning work on what you need to do. And I think the jazz will have a few of those. They'll probably run through some weekend practices. They have to make some cuts, uh, and then, you know, get at what they want to do. And the rotations that Quinn Snyder wants to do one thing. Quinn, I thought did a great job in, in the preseason, despite their two and two, and they lost their first road to two road games. Well, I think each player, uh, the Jazz brought in actually got a, a really good shot at showing what they could do. And sometimes players come into camp only as, you know, practice players. But most of these guys, all of them, were, were able to get on the floor and at least uh, have a shot to show the Jazz what they could do. And I, I, I'm sure they were happy about that. Uh, that's where the, the Malik Fitz young man uh, actually, I think, turned a few heads as well. And he's got that body, uh, DJ and PK, that you talk about in small ball at 6'8". That's kind of where the league is. Uh, that's kind of where they're going, where it's positionless basketball. But he's uh, he's turned a few heads, and that's that's what you want. You want a coach and a coaching staff and an organization to take a look at the young players that come in and give them an actual shot of uh, showing what they can do.
0: Well, Bowler, we appreciate the time. What's the maple bar called? What did I learn today? Uh, it's a Caramel
2: Long John.
0: Caramel Long John. All right. Well, yeah, so when
2: I was here. a kid, you know, my mom would go to the grocery store and say, Hey, I'm home. And she'd bring in old fashions and bring in the Caramel Long John. I always used, And they used to have cream filling in it. You know, like an icing. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> And the old fashioned was one of those that if you know, you know, you dunk that in a, a little milk, yeah, and then yeah. you know, you sit back and go watch your morning cartoons, and man, you're you're ready to roll. Life is good, right? Life was real good, yeah. All the right, Flintstones, bull. The Jetsons, you know, Scooby Doo. Oh, the other one was Johnny Quest.
0: No, then Johnny Quest blew. That was terrible. I couldn't get into. That. You didn't like
2: Johnny Quest?
0: No, no. Scooby Doo was my brother, so no. Uh, the classics, Scooby-Doo. man. Dad had watched the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour with me. That was great. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Roadrunner, I felt bad for the old uh, Coyote, man. He yeah. went over the cliff every time, but he always got back up.
0: Always think about him when the Spurs come to town. Well, more likely when they go to the Spurs. That's what you I agree. See the yeah, yeah. All Absolutely. right. We'll see you, Bowler. We appreciate right, it. Talk man, to you next donuts.
2: week. Enjoy the day.
0: All right. Next time we talk to Craig Bowler Jack, the season will be underway. We talk to him morning after the season opener next Wednesday night against Oklahoma City. All right, DJ PK, David Smoke, host of Sikkim 365 Radio. He is going to join us in 15 minutes to talk BYU and Baylor. We are getting a lot of feedback about the Jazz, new unis, new colors. People are weighing in. We will tell you what they are saying next. And, and hit it right, hit the nail right on the head. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.